Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Louie, Louie, good morning, my friend. Izzy, how are you? You're up and about. I can see the, the light behind your curtains. Daylight saving must be coming, mate. It must be, you're pretty much in the, the Antarctic down there. It's pretty much daylight. <laughs> It is, mate. It's, it's, it's oh, a bit overcast here, but, you know, I'm up and about. I love my 4.30 a.m. alarm. It's mm. so good. I love it when it just mm. rings and my wife punches me in the face, tells me to get out really quick, cause, <laughs> you know, and then I've got to try and be really quiet. But, no, no, I had a good weekend. I had a great weekend. It was it was fun. And, um, you know, there's lots of sport on, lots of racing. Um, kids were having fun. The weather was nice. We had some uh, friends down, so... Had some barbecues and just ate some good food. So that no, was a really, really good weekend, mate. And I know it's sad day. We were, we, were, we, were all, we were talking throughout the day about the hunting. And mm. it was a good and bad day, wasn't it, Louis? Oh, look, it was. It's it's sad because um, <laughs> there were so many winners. <laughs> and we found so many of them. Uh, lots of winners. Anna Visto, um, She's Ideal. Um, you know, it was there was just there was plenty of winners across the day. Coolsign Mav, we were very keen on Coolsign Mav. Spring Tide, we could have had the Quinella in the big one, but you know, just a couple mm. of letdowns and Paratrees. I wish I win. Probable, you know, the ones you kind of expect to have a big day. Um, just it, it didn't quite go our way. So it was a losing day on the punt. But you have to have losing days on the punt for the winning days to feel mm. good. So it's a real reality check, and it means that you do your form and you study double as hard next time, and you be more disciplined, and you don't just start getting silly with your winnings when you get up for the day. You, yep. you consolidate. But look, that, that's the punt. That's what happens. Is he, the sport across the card was just unreal. The NRL for me, Saturday night's NRL game. No, look, I don't want to – you're the great former All Black. I don't want to throw shade. I'm not throwing shade at rugby. But I thought the NRL semi-final was ten times the spectacle than the Argentina All Blacks game. The tense, mm. the intensity, and the kind of oh, way yeah. that it was just knife edge for about the better part of half an hour in the second half between the Panthers and Eels. I couldn't take my eyes off it. So I, I will admit, I actually I uh, turned off the rugby and put on the league, which is something I wouldn't usually do. Ah, mate, fair enough. I, I watched that. Uh, I caught up with that game, obviously, the next day. So um, yeah, watching that match, mate. What a, what an unbelievable match! And I'd love to hear from Kempi about like leading into this. Everyone was thinking Pen Pen and Fenner all the way. They're going to win it. They're going to win it. But man, they look they look beatable, way. Eh? They look beatable. I get under a bit of pressure. They obviously, you know, good teams find a way to win. Yeah, good teams find a way to win, and that's what the Pen and Fenners did. But um, man, the Paramount Eels had some it had a, had plenty of options, plenty of opportunities to to steal that in the end. Um, obviously, the big man wasn't expecting that little front ball there. They were hoping for that one back, but mm. mate, yeah, what a game! What a game! So, what does that do? What does that do? Does Penrith do they do they go forward and, and do they do they win, or does Manly go on and and play the Storm in the final? I think Manly will will go and play the um Storm in the final. That's my th- that's my thought. That'd be a real classic NRL final, isn't it? Uh, the the mm. Seagull Storm. Look, lots of people are saying that who wins the prelim Storm Panthers. 
go, goes on mm. and other premiers. But I was so impressed with the Rabbitohs two weeks ago. And then the Sea Eagles, like you wouldn't put anything past like that experienced core of Cherry Evans. And then Turbo, Tommy Turbo Travojevic. Mm. I just cannot explain how exciting he is to watch. And anyone that watches league doesn't even tell them. It's just that he's a freak. So I think we've got mm. a huge weekend. It's funny. It's like Monday and I'm already thinking about the weekend. But the Storm Panthers into the AFL Grand Final into, well, with the All Blacks on at the same time it, against in the 100th test against the Springboks, Saturday night is going to be off its head good. And it's Golden Rose Day as well <laughs> at Randwick, I think. So, I mean, it's just going to oh, be Oh, we love a race. We love a race. We, throughout the day, you know, you find me, my wife, she's like just saying, get off the couch. And I'm there just looking through Channel 62 and 63. It's bloody great, hey? And then you're leaning into the light. But I thought, mate, Unbelievable. Um, I, I think the Manly Seagulls will beat the Rabbitohs. I totally, I reckon they will. Um, like you said, Tommy Trevojevic, Dale Cherry Evans, Kieran Foran, like they've got an unbelievable side. And then what I loved about the weekend was when Tom went up to his brother and sprayed him, sprayed his brother for, for obviously costing them a try. You know, that's what it means. You know? It doesn't matter who you are, they want to win. Doesn't matter if you're my brother, I'll do anything to win. And I think they'll go in and they'll give the, Storm will get up, I reckon Storm will beat the Panthers. Storm will beat the Panthers, and I think um, the the Seagulls will give them a good go in the NRL Grand Final. But anyway, great, great week in a sport ahead, mate. Looking forward to it. Yeah, no, fair enough. And and that's uh, look, we're just going to get there and hopefully come out of lockdown, man. Is he? You know, you said you're feeling for us. Pretty somber in here before we've gone to air. Poor Joe, <laughs> he is our panel op. He is in yeah. all, he is in all sorts. And there will be lots of people waking up today to the news about this three uh, COVID positives in this house where the uh, prisoner was and um it's pretty gutting because mm. it's like we've made it this far trudy it's like it's a, a a bit of a kick in the face when you're kind of right on the do- the dawn of maybe being let out yeah yeah it's um you just got to keep smiling and just keep on going <laughs> and life's a roller coaster but yeah no that was a that was a bit of a shock this morning do you think um it's not good, is it? No, well, it's a three in one house, and the house is quite a big um, household. Household of nine, just out of Mangatangi, just mm. on the Hauraki Plains. The kids have gone to school last week. I just had a quick look at the school website: a hundred kids, eight teachers. So that's obviously, you know, that's where have they all been? You know, you've just got to think about that. And that, you just hope then. That, I don't. Do know. you reckon she locks down the North Island trees, or well, do you that's reckon what she goes? That's just reading now. As you're onto it, there's calls now to lock mm. down the entire North Island. Yeah. Well, that's going to be gutting. We'll wait and see. 4 p.m. today. But yeah. the racing industry, especially up in the Waikato, um, it, look, I know you guys down south will be able to probably, hopefully, fool John, but it's just, it's, it causes headaches for so many industries. But, um, mm. oh, well, look, it is what it is. We mm-hmm. will fool John and do our best. Hey, I was just having a, having a think, actually, because Joe off here was having a complaint because he, he, he can't cook. He's missing his Joe, takeaways. Our panel ops. <laughs> <laughs> he can't cook. He's a horrible cook. So if you've got any easy, simple recipes, easy, simple re- recipes for Joe, can you please give us a text on double eight double three? Because um, I'm I'm trying. To, what what is he cook? He, he try. He's telling me how he's trying to cook rice, and rice is probably the well, easiest. He's surviving thing on two minute noodles. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, well, so I, he's I, very simple. I um, I told actually I told Louis this last week, but I I killed the rice cooker. Oh, I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> it's hard to stuff up a rice cooker. It does no, it all for Listen, put a water in no, and so, heat it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had my mate's rice cooker, um, but there was like no place on the bench to put it, so I plugged it in like next to the oven, like put it on top of an element. I accidentally turned the element on. I don't know how I did it. Oh, <laughs> and, no. it and it burnt oh, yeah. and melted the, the, rice, the cooker. rice cooker. Yeah, yeah. And so the plastic oh. went all in, like, on top of the element. And I had to get, I had to, like, it blew a, f- a fuse. So my landlord had to come around and, and like, fix, like, the power and stuff. And, uh, yeah, no, it was an absolute nightmare. And then I didn't know what to do in, like... <laughs> The, all the elements are like covered in plastic now, and I try to scrape it off, but we can't really use it, so we're just all using the oven. So it's an absolute disaster. Um, so you try to cook rice in the oven? Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that might be your issue. So, so there you go. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with Joe, who cooks the rice cooker on top of the element. So if you have any help, please, could you oh. send us a text to offer some support? And I think I actually had a greater idea, actually, Trudy. Maybe you could just. Prepare him a nice little cold meal overnight, Trudy. Oh, nice. Maybe oh, that's right. Yeah, no problem. You know, don't you have a girlfriend? Just throw you under the bus here. Yeah, thanks. I would happily do parents that. or well, my my girlfriend's vegetarian, so like unless I want to eat like that, I don't really have a like that. Well, maybe you should, mate. Maybe maybe teach you a lesson. Maybe it'd be good for you. So Joe's oh. not going to die of COVID. He's going to die of scurvy. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I have I have one orange a week, and that that, that stops scurvy. That's that's all I have. Oh, you are a nightmare. Um, yeah, double eight, double three. Anyone got any like? And I cannot emphasize this part of it enough. Very simple cooking uh, recipes or ideas I've got for it. Joe. One baked potato, so you don't even have to do anything. Just if you don't even need to peel it, baked potato. Turn it onto one eighty. Put it in the oven half an hour. Cut it open. Butter, yeah. cheese, done. Yeah. And a potato oh, gives you a quarter of your that. daily vitamin C needs. I've yeah. tried that. No, no. They, they burnt. They were blackened. Because my mum told me to, <laughs> to microwave them first to, like, to, you know, like, soften them so it's, like, quicker. But I don't know. Somehow, like, my microwave, like, always burns them and blackens them. <laughs> oh, you're on another world, mate. We've got no hope. You tried, Trudy. You tried. You tried, Trudy. <laughs> it. It's okay. Uh, Can you send up something? So keep from, helping us. <laughs> send up something from Christchurch for him. That'd be great. Uh, I, honestly, anyone got any help for Joe? Double eight, double three. I think I'm tr- starting to wonder if he's a lost cause at this stage. There's so much sport to get through this morning as we wrap up the weekend. The NRL finals, well, they were sensational viewing, is it? They were, mate. They were. And we thought it would be a great opportunity to get our good man Tony Kemp on the show. He loves bringing a bit of fireworks. And, well, NRL's finals is here. Playoffs, final four teams have been decided. So we want to see, decided, I should say, we want to see what Kempy's got for us. Good morning, Kempy. Oh, to Monaho, uh, Good morning, Izzy. Good morning, Louis. I see that. I see that. Um, there's no bears again, mate. He had bad, the bad weekend on the punt, did he? Recovering. <laughs> he had a bad weekend on the punt. No, he's earning billions over in the UAE, mate. He's at the IPL. He'll be back soon. He'll be back soon, brother. How'd you go on the punt on the yeah, weekend? Okay. Yeah, not too bad actually. I like quite like that um, Sakura, that that um, yeah. that young filly that missed the jump and came home, ran up the backside of a couple of horses and still won by. What what's that? Three quarters of a length. So, um, and of course, very elegant. It's a great, great champ. That mm. one won another Group One in uh, in Australia. Um, no, not bad on the weekend, punting wise. Quite happy. Nice, bro. So, oh, I was gonna. I would have been good if Nature Strip got up. But anyway, we won't go there and go there. We'll start with the league, mate. We got you here for the league. What's your take from the weekend, mate? Oh, mate. I was, look, the the final series. Everyone. I I love the comment that. Um, 
Is Hasler made when the when the journalist asked him the last question, and and he said, "Oh, you know, like you you, you struggled against that team in the first round." And Des Hasler looked at him and said, "No one cares about the first round, mate. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's exactly it's exactly right. Everyone cares about the finals. Uh, Manly and my Smokies, mate, got him at eight bucks. Um, I yeah. think with Tom Trebojevic, and and when they are on the go forward and. You know, it's the only problem they got is that they really haven't got big boppers in the middle of the park. So Melbourne showed if they strangled them in the middle of the park, then Tom Trebojevic couldn't get off the front foot, neither could Dodie Cherry Evans, and, and they struggled against them. But if they do tend to, to bend the line in that middle there, they're really hard to stop. Um, and they, they showed that when they put 40 past Sydney City on the weekend. And the other game... Um, there's Mitch Kenny going down in the last five minutes, the, the, the replacement hooker. For Penrith, when uh, Parramatta was on the on the try line, I think it was tackle three, and the referee, the the trainer got the game stopped, and they they made an interchange with Tavita Pangai. I think you're going to hear more about that in the press because you can only make a free interchange yeah. if it's a, um, a HIA, uh, and they took him off with an ankle injury. But not only that, they stopped the momentum of Parramatta, which mm. I thought was really unfair. Mm. So. Um, but that was another great game. I thought. I thought Parramatta. You know, I was. I was willing. They, they were the team I, I idolised when I grew up. So I was willing them home to get the get through to the next round. But they. What a game that was. That was finals footy at its best. I thought. Um, and Penrith get to live to fight Melbourne and in, in, uh, this week in what what's a re, uh, repeat of last year's grand final. I don't think they can beat them personally. I don't think they can beat Melbourne. Um, but everyone will be waiting waiting to see what happens in that game. Brad Arthur was spitting chips, wasn't he, uh, Kempe? He was very unhappy, but the reality is it's done, it's dusted, you can't reverse it. You're not one of these, you're not in this camp of, or chorus of people suggesting who wins the Penrith-Melbourne game goes on to win the granny then? Oh, look, I think Melbourne are the team to, definitely the, the team to beat. I, but I, I think I think Manly are the Smokies. I think they probably get selfs on the weekend because um, they both play free-flowing type of football. And I just think they've got that, that X factor in, in Trebojevic. Um, but the coaches and the way that they're blowing up. I was sitting here this morning waiting for the phone call from you guys and thought, why do you, you know, it's really intense at that level. Um, you know, my mm. experience when I was in there, it's really intense. And you go in and you say some 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 things that you regret. And you saw that with Ivan and Wayne Bennett <laughs> last week. Jeez, he got tailed up, didn't he, by Wayne Bennett, <laughs> Ivan. Um, why would you take that was the uh, that was the old bull young bull scenario walking down in the paddock? Yeah. I haven't got a hiding. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, look, I actually thought that Arthur had a had a, uh, a a good reason to have a little bit of a a blurt on the weekend, um, given the fact that the momentum was taken off Parramatta a couple of times. He's right; a couple of his players got taken out in the background, um, and even even those some of those calls with reset starts, the penalty count, uh, they weren't going with Parramatta, but hey boys, that's momentum um, I said right at the beginning of the year that a referee or a or a, um, or a bunker bloke is going to give a, away a, a really bad call and it's going to affect the, the competition and they continue to do that, I didn't know it was going to happen every week um, but they continue to stuff up week in, week out. Hey, so, Kibby, Kibby, yeah, I want to ask I, you I, that, bro. You can't win, mate, can you? You can't win if you're a referee or nah. you're in the bunker. I, to, be, to be brutally honest, I think they should get rid of the bunker. It just, I was, there you I was go. watching the TV when it goes up to the bunker. That's what I was going to ask you, mate. We're getting the same uh, problem in rugby at the moment. TMO coming in, having a big influence on the game. Stop, start. We're taking away the decision-making from refs. Is, is, have you seen that with the NRL? 
as well with the bunker. You saw that with the Penrith, uh, the Penrith Panthers Eels game. The bun- bunker come in constantly. You think they need to go? A hundred percent. Look, I, I think it, there's a there's a couple of reasons why it should go. It takes away the the, the um, I guess the supporters' experience when you're sitting there thinking, oh yeah, that was a try, and you can you know you can sit over and talk to your mate sitting next to you and go, oh no, that wasn't a try, and you're you're making that that decision up yourself, and then you've got to look at the telly now for five minutes while they they look at every single angle, and if you slow it down mm. enough, of course there's going to be separation um, of the ball somewhere uh, and it just for yep. me the worst thing I hate about it is it stops the game and I, and you're going oh come on like they were they were right on it they were under the hammer then and the bunker says oh, I want to go back and look at that it's like oh god here we go you know just it's just times we look I'll tell you what it's looking like the NFL they might as well throw a hundred ads in, in, the, in, in the middle of it until they get a decision <laughs> Nice, Kempi. Nice, Kempi. Just before we let you go, Kempi, I want to ask you, mate, golden point or a draw? What are you for? You want a decision or are you happy with a draw and we'll go away and take half of the plate home? No, nah, well, my, you know, ex-players like yourself, I would, I, I, think it's fair that players get a, if they finish 80 minutes after a battle and end up with a, with sheer points if they get the points. I think the answer to your question is changing the, the, um, the way that points are handed out. I think rugby league yeah. needs to move on that. Rugby rugby made a, a change to that, and it and it's worked great guns. But I think in rugby league, you know, if you if you score a try from a kick, it should be three points. If you score a try from a moving play, it should be four points. Um, wow. And it changes that that one rule would change the way that rugby league is played. And I I just think that rugby league is becoming a robotic game. Um, you know, seriously, boys, you you could coach the NRL. You tell me if a, you tell me a structure that you're going to insert into the to the NRL at the moment, that is no different than every other team's playing with a lead runner or a sweep around the back, big big blokes in the middle, you know, a decent spine. You know, you guys could coach it. But if you change that mm. rule, you actually have to coach. Because mm. if you get an extra point for scoring on movement plays, you have to come up with different movements. And that's what I would do. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. Kempe, uh, many, love it, love it. How many super, love it, Kempe. How many super coach heroes just rejoice there hearing you say that anyone can coach the <laughs> an NRL team? That is unbelievable. I'm sure it's a bit harder than that, Kempe yourself. You would know. It is seven minutes away. Thanks for your time, mate. Appreciate it. We'll catch up again before the finals are done, eh? Yeah, no worries, boys. Look forward to it. Beautiful. Oh, I never thought I'd see Kempe <laughs> sit on the fence and share points. I never thought I'd hear that come out of his mouth. I can't believe it. What has Unbelievable, happened? Unbelievable, Kempe. What has happened? What has happened to the world? That wasn't Kempe. That was nice, Kempe. Where's he at? <laughs> so we need to get Bruce Sharrick back on the show so he comes off the back fence again. It is time to talk some more rugby. Some more rugby. Love to get this guy's insights into... The All Blacks, obviously, but then what he saw from the Wallabies and then lead him into South Africa, the South Africa game this weekend, the 100th Test match, someone that has played South Africa many, many times. He knows what it takes to bring this beat the Springboks, the physicality that they bring. It is time for a McCafe coffee catch-up with Mills Muliana. He is a Test centurion for the All Blacks, and he's now in the front line, Test match commentator, doing a superb job with TJ. For Sky Sport, Mills Muliana. Good morning, brother. Oh, good morning, Izzy. Gee, McCafe. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been to Bally McDonald's, mate. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm doing very well at the moment. Looking forward to hopefully giving some takeaways and out of level four, brother. 
Hey, Millsy, Millsy, Louis here, mate. If, if the Prime Minister and things go well this afternoon, um, come stop by the studios on, uh, just pop out and we'll, we'll see if we can get a little McCafe dropout and we'll just leave it outside for you and we'll leave it there and you can kind of drive by and pick it up on Wednesday morning, bro. Is that all good? <laughs> oh, mate, that sounds, sounds bloody good to me, mate. It's a great payment to, for being on on, uh, on the show this morning, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Millsy, man, I really appreciate it. I know you'd do anything to get a wee hour away from that household. Poor Joe Vegas, she told me you went outside to do a five-hour workout on Saturday, mate. What's going on? Oh, mate, you know how it is, mate. It's just, you just got to try and get away. I'll sneak downstairs and try and <laughs> ride the bike for for a little bit. It's more the kids, mate. They've, they've been, uh, uh, yeah, I suppose, uh, in some ways, they don't really understand. Every now and then you'll have to run around after them, but it's been all right. It's yeah. been all right. It's been a long time, but um, rugby's been rugby's been pretty good. I've, I've enjoyed seeing um, the Bunnings NPC back on, and, and obviously um, you know the championship over over in Aussie as well, and the way the the All Blacks have um, have uh, have been going, it's been it's been pretty good. Hey mate, tell us about that game. You were lucky enough to commentate. You get a frontline view to that game. What were your takeouts from that All Blacks performance, mate? Oh, I was look, I was really impressed. Day is he? I think um, you know even mm. changes to that. Um, starting 15, a lot of those guys haven't played for a very long time, and also the, the inexperience of it as well, of, the, of the guys that, that went out there. So they, they 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 put their hands up. Like I was really impressed with the loose forwards, and there's a lot of talk around Nikita Yuani and how he's been playing over there. But uh, Ethan Blackett, geez, he he was just a machine. I mean, he's got a massive engine, and he's just real physical. Tupou Bay, um, obviously as well, and the way he's um, that he plays Hoskins for Tutu. Um, you know, he's he's yeah. played rugby for a very long time, and so I guess from Ian Foster's point of view, it's, it's all playing into his hands. You know, it's exactly possibly even more so what he um, what he wanted to get out of it. You know, he's, he's building some really good depth in his squad. Um, guys getting out there, and you know, they haven't got any you know touch wood, any you know, big big injuries as well, and, and they've left a lot of experience at home. So I think. Mm. Um, you know, leading into this big game, you mentioned it before, 100 tests between um, them and the Springboks. They've struggled against the Wallabies. Um, but, mm. you know, as you would know, mate, uh, a wounded um, Springbok is, a, is always a dangerous one because, well, they, they could be <laughs> yeah. struggling now in the field. When they play the All Blacks, mate, they love getting amongst it. So this is a huge game for them. Yeah, 100%. I want to just talk to you before we move to the Springbok, uh, Springboks game. I want to talk about the All Blacks' performance, uh, the way that they're playing. Yeah, you know, they're, they're the the way that they vary up their game. They play the the tip lines with their forward runners in the close, and then they tip a little kick over the top. Have you been impressed with the style of play, like the offload game, their ability to keep the ball alive, their LQB lightning quick ball at rucks? Like everything's been pretty good. I'm very impressed with how their how their games come into fruition. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And as you know, man, like that's that's always been a strength of the um of the way we play. Yeah. You know, in New Zealand, you know, the offload game, keeping the ball alive, their high tempo, but the real the accuracy of it as well. Um, particularly in, in contact when you're playing the big boys, running them around it. But I've been impressed the way they've. It's almost like when when Ian Foster signed, it sort of almost gave him then the license to say, actually, you know what, we I, I want to implement some of my um, some of this stuff and try and um. And really test it out now. He, he almost sort of relaxed mm. a little bit by the by the looks of it. He's got real good buy-in. You know, they go to the middle of the park. You know, they've come back to the blind with a really caught out um, the Argentinian side. But you've still got to execute as well. And, and some of those big mm. boys, um, you know, uh, the way they're taking the ball to the line. You know, that you know, the tip-on balls that you talk about. But even being able to make decisions to 
to go, um, you know, back door and hit, hit one of the backs. Um, so then also mm. out wide, when you're getting calls from real inexperienced guys, Quinta Pai's only had, what, three test matches. Um, yeah. Rico Ioane is starting to step up. But to call those calls when it's really on and then ha- having the, the ability to execute, I think it's really good. I mean, and two years out from the Rugby World Cup and he's building really good depth. Um, he's, they're starting to play a style of play that, um, that everyone's bought into. Um, and they're really the leaders are really starting to step up. It's almost that new crop, you know, starting to come through, which is um, which was a little bit of a worry after 2019 because you know we always sort of, mm. you know, have we still got the talent? Have we got enough balance in terms of our um, our leadership? And, and at the moment, it, it seems like it's, um, it's it's really starting to blossom. Nice mate. Oh, we're talking to Mills Muleaina, our McCafe Coffee catch up. If you've got any questions, give us a text on double eight double three. And we'll get those to Millsy. Hey, Millsy, I want to ask you about selections. Like, obviously, the weekend, Ethan Blackhead are going unbelievable. Joe Moody getting a start. You get Offa Tawanga Fussy. You had Tupo Vai, who I thought was outstanding as well. Like, what does this do for selections going into this 100 test? Do they go back to what they the tried and true, the, the, the team that had played before, the Retallic? So, they, obviously, Retallic will play. But, you know, have these guys done enough to push for maybe selections in this game against South Africa? Rico Iwani oh, at centre. Yeah, I think they've certainly, um, you know, put their hand up. I think what this has given this game last week, it's actually given um, the coaching staff the ability to rest some of those big players um, uh, that mm. have played you know, three test matches in a row. I mean, it, it is. It, they always talk about that, you know, being able to, the ability to get up, you know, week in, week out, and these are big games. And so I think they go back. Um, obviously, the um, you know, rest talents of the world's come back. But it's those little, it's those little sort of... Um, I suppose positions, or what we'll say, say little, they're actually massive ones. You know, who who goes to first five? I think Richie um, Wong obviously won't be available. Um, but does he go with Damien McKenzie, or um, you know, does Bowden Barrett step back up there? You know, after being coming mm. off the bench last week, perhaps it was possibly wide, so he could start this week. Who plays at fullback? Um, you know, given mm. you know the, the kicking game that uh, South Africa would bring. So. I definitely think um, he will revert back to um, the, the team that, it, that um, you know, played the Aussies that, uh, that first week over in um, yeah. over in Brisbane. But it's just you know um, the makeup the makeup of the of the bench I suppose is going to be a, be a biggie. Ethan Blackadder really stood up. He's stood up every time he's come off the bench. Mm. Um, and also you know the midfield whether you know how how far away is Anton Evan Brown um, in terms of playing that that probably has a big impact in terms of where Rico Yuani actually plays because David Harvey and and, um, and uh, Anton Evan Brown's combination is coming together really nicely as well. So. Um, a few headache selections, but I think he reverts back to <laughs> the majority of that team that sort of played against, um, against the Wallabies when they, when they first went over to, um, to, sorry, to Perth. Mills, you made that awesome point about the depth and the, the guys that are coming in with not heaps of experience. You were in the All Blacks camp for so long as a leader. How much does being in the All Blacks environment lift these guys? Like, obviously, you couldn't just put any NPC player into the team and expect them to succeed. But So there's obviously a level of talent and a level of credibility to make the squad. But then once they're in that All Blacks environment, how much of a lift can you see out of specific guys from time to time? Oh, I mean, it's massive. I mean, you only have to look. Um, as far as someone like Samisoni Tokiaho, <laughs> he's the guy mm. that was thrusted in there by the back of um, someone getting injured. Dane Coles, obviously Dane Coles being left behind. You know, um, Old Moore was possibly ahead of him. And he starts in the weekend and look at the game that he's played and, and the way he's come on. There's always yeah. sort of talk around his um, 
his ability to throw in the line out and look how far he's come come from that. You know, they they buried things up um for him as well. Um in the line out department went to the front earlier before we got a bit of confidence to go to the back. But that just explains a little part of the of this all black um how special it is in the all blacks. When you come in there you thrive because everyone's just on a different level. But You've also um, got the responsibility to make sure that you get to that level. Um, but along the way, you know, you've got the, your leaders, like your Sam Whitelock's obviously the captain, you know, Sam Kane, who are not there. You've also got, um, you know, Adi Sabia that they can feed off. And so it's, an, it's, a, it's a really good environment because, um, you know, you're not going in this and, and they're expecting you to get to that level. They're actually helping you um, because, uh, you know, the leaders are helping you get to that level to make sure that, you know, they can get the best out of you to then, you know, be able to help the team. Um, and Sami Sonny is, is probably a perfect example of that, a, a guy that um, was probably on the fringes. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of depth yeah. in terms of that, that um, you know, that, that position. And, and now he's he's absolutely thriving. So it's, uh, it's, 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 it's great to see and great to see it continual as well. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I've got a te- uh, another young guy that's come in and, and had, a, had an opportunity on the weekend. We've got a text from... Uh, one of our listeners, Sean in Christchurch, he said, enjoy listening to Mills' insight of the test. How was he impressed with Finlay Christie? That is from Sean to you, Millsy. Oh, Sean, well, he's he's all right. He's, he's been great. He's had a great, um, you know, Super Rugby campaign with the, with the Blues, his, uh, his energy level. I think what's important, um, you know, when he when he's, he came on in the weekend is that he really brought energy. Um, and one of the moments was that last throw they scored when they kicked the ball down. Mm. You, you possibly wouldn't see it. Um, you know, we've got a different camera angle, but there was the three of them. There was himself, I think, uh, Luke Jacobson, and um, and one one other that, that chased that ball. Now they knew that, um, you know, the uh, the Puma uh, guy, it was Kareevas, it was isolated, but they they ended up connecting. What I was really impressed mm-hmm. about that was um, Finlay Christie was actually leading the way, and he he slowed down to actually connect. So that that to me shows that he's a guy that's just come off the bench. He's young, inexperienced, but he also knows the system and what to do in those those type of situations. So it's not just his running game and his ability to pass off the deck, but also he's obviously a very smart player to to be able to connect with those mm-hmm. sort of guys to then win win that um that, that turnover. And then the end result was they went wide, came back, and they ended up scoring. So I'm, I've been really impressed. Um, obviously, mm. he's got a lot of competition uh, in terms of the guys in front of him, <laughs> Webby and, and, and obviously Aaron Smith being back home. But TJ Pedernaro is coming into some great form as well. But he's just got to buy his time and, and, and do the things that he's actually doing really, really well. And one of those things is the stuff off the ball, which I've been really impressed about. Yeah, nice, Millsy. Love that little insight, mate. It's a great headache for Fozzie and the crew to have some unbelievable talent to be able to pick on, pick from, and and I think Finlay will just get better with time and time. One question before we let you go. I know you got a little uh, Zoom meeting at, at, at eight thirty, so we'll let you go after this. But what um, Springboks, mate? What do you, what do you, what do they need to do, and what can you see? Do you reckon they can bounce back this weekend from what we've seen in the last two weekends against the uh, Wallabies? Oh, anything can happen. This is test match. You know, anything can happen. Mm. I think the, the the downside is that they're not at home. Like I noticed that this game was going to be in Dunedin, but if there was anything that was going to get these guys up, it's playing in front of. And they wouldn't have played in front of their home crowd anyway. But it's being in South Africa, because that is massive um, to them. Mm. But the difficult part is, is I, I don't think they can change the game. But I think they need to try and yeah. stick it out in terms of you know the the, the box kicks, you know, the kicking game and. Really try and um, and rumble the 
the All Blacks, the difficult part about that is the All Blacks have had two weeks to be able to try and, um, you know, uh, implement sort of, you know, that, that game plan that that, um, that the Springboks will bring because they've had the Pumas do exactly the same. So they've diffused that in some ways. I don't think they can play an expensive game at the moment, the, uh, the Springboks, and they're lacking in confidence. So I think they revert back to their... Um, you know, the line-out drives, which isn't going that great either, and, and really try and, um, and perfect that. I, I, don't, I don't see them winning. I think the All Blacks will, um, yeah. I think they've got too much firepower to, um, for, for the Springboks, but it's going to be a physical game. It always is. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking mm. forward to them getting a little bit better because they've, they've got some quality players in that Springbok outfit. Pollard and that just got to stand up, you know, and, um, and, 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 and be really good leaders. Nice, mate. Love that little insight with the spring box. If someone knows what they're about, it's Mills Mulliena, 100 Test, test Veteran. Hate before we let you go, we had an unbelievable debate this morning about the Ramfurly Shield yesterday and going to Golden Point and whether the Shield should be alive after coming at towards 80 minutes, it was a draw. And history shows that if you draw the match after 80 minutes, it should you should retain the Shield. But yesterday, they went to Golden Point. The Shield was alive. Were you for or against it? What's your take out from that, Millsy? Oh, I, I'm, gee, I, I'm actually for for the old, the you know, the old way. Once it draws, mate, you've got to. If you don't want to win the shield, you've got to come and actually win it. You know, if uh, you know, if you've got it, and it's a draw, you you keep it. You know, it's, it's to the old challenger to come, and that's what makes it so special. Um, otherwise, you know, if it gets to that, and uh, every sort of game, and, and that's what it does. You know, it, it can it can obviously get to that point every single time, and the and the challengers take it away. I think. Um, it needs to stay um, with the old way, mate. If it's a draw and you haven't won it, the holders keep it, mate. That's my view on it, bro. Full hunger buster to you, Millsy. Love it. Full, love <laughs> it, mate. Love it. You totally went against me, and that's what this show's about. Everyone's against Daggy. I was for it, mate. Being alive in the in the golden point minute keeps the game alive, mate. Nothing worse than a draw, but thanks, Millsy. You just went against me. I love it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I haven't won it before, mate, so, you know, that's, that's my view on it too, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good, mate. Thank you so much for your time, uh, Millsy. That was a lovely McCafe coffee catch-up with the one and only Mills Muliaina, absolute champion, brother. We'll catch up soon, eh? Take care. See you, Mills. Is he? I'm He's sorry. Gone. But that He's was good. Gone. And his explanation was good. His explanation at least was yeah. good. Yeah, no, look, look honestly, like, tradition is a big part of our game. Love it. History, the guys that have gone before us. Um, I've just played in uh, a couple. I've said it all morning. I played in a couple. I just nothing worse than a than a draw. But hey, I never draw. I never drew a round for this shield, so I don't know. Haven't been there, but I love it, mate. Great insights. Everyone's agreeing. Everyone's disagreeing. Most are disagreeing with me, so that's great. That's what we hear. That's why we're on SNZ. SNZ bears and Izzy for breakfast, so we can have these conversations. It's great. Bang on, bro. Twenty-one minutes past eight, and I know what I know. You're going to be fired up for Paul Mawadi, our next guest, because oh, yes. spring tide. Oh, he was nearly. Oh, can you imagine how worried Paul would have been? We nearly took him for a fortune. We'll come back and debrief that after the break. Seventeen minutes away from nine o'clock, and boy, it was a busy weekend of sport, but also racing here in New Zealand and across the ditch. I tell you, who had an absolute field day? Go racing, did. It's Prime Star in front, narrowly. From a tissue is inch by inch getting there. That looks like Elvis. Private Eye, Aramea late on the scene. A tissue and looks like Elvis. A tissue with a nose in front and a tissue beat looks like Elvis. Aramea ran third. Anybody's guess for fourth. Goosebumps. 
goosebumps. Racing can be a brutal game for a game for trainers, jockeys, punters, and of course owners. So when you have a magical hour like Go Racing did on Saturday afternoon, it's worth recognising and celebrating. Three wins, two at stakes levels in the race of an hour, and must have had Albert Bosma and his owners fired up. I know my mate was really fired up. Kurt out of Auckland was pumped because his horse and tissue got up. Albert is on the line now. Good morning, Albert. G'day, Izzy. How are you this morning, mate? Oh, mate, I'm fired up. It's been a great morning. We've, had, we've talked all things sport, Ranfilly Shield, and now we get to talk horses and those great horses for the Go Racing Syndication Group. What a wonderful weekend you guys had, eh? Yeah, no, it was uh, very satisfying, you know. You plan for these things, um, but with all the variable of, of racing and things that can go right and wrong, you know, it's uh, it's tough tough for it to to actually happen. So it was incredibly satisfying, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of happy people sitting around having a glass of red on Saturday night. Albert, on that, mate, how many exactly? I don't know if you would know, but you, that's the beautiful thing about syndicating horses, right? You get to share in the experience. It's more affordable, but like. F- do you know the quantity of owners you had across these three horses that all would have had a lovely glass of red? Yeah, look, um, I'd, I'd say Kurt probably had more than a glass. I think he was probably <laughs> taken by the bottle pools. But, um, <laughs> um, look, there's probably, you know, in the tissue, there's, probably, there's 10 or 12 people. Has a bro who, who won. He kicked off the sort of the, the 40 minutes or so. There's about you know, probably 12 or 14, and uh, Art de Triomphe, who looks uh, fairly special herself, there's a bigger team than that, there's probably about 20 people in here. So probably about, you know, 50 people uh, all up, I'd say, across the nice. across the three horses, but, you know, as you know, even if you've got, you know, 5%, all your family members become owners and your friends as well, so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's spreads, uh, it spreads the joy. Like it myself, the mate, joy. like my... Like myself, I can I can confirm that Kurt, Kurt rang me about six times in tears. You know, like someone that's you know so successful in his own right, but owning a horse, just telling me what it felt like seeing the horse grow and owning it. How special that is! Is that the joy and kick you get out of the the owners giving you so much um, celebration and happiness that you bring to them? Absolutely. Look, it's. Um you know the, the the most pleasing part of what we do is when you have a when you have a winner and you see the joy on the owners' faces and you know there's nothing like it. You know, as, as Kurt said to me, mm. he said, you know, horse racing's my drug, and um, you know it is it is like that. It, it's it, it becomes something which it gives you a feeling like pretty much nothing else, nothing else can, and it lasts. You know, it sort of lasts for days, and then you start to think about the next steps and and what might happen. You know, particularly with the with a horse like a tissue, who's very very special. Okay, Albert, how special is she and what what could she do this preparation? I know speculation is half of the great game, right? So she's yes. clearly clearly special enough that you had to rip her from Marshy and take her over to Chrissy Waller. And shout out to Stephen Marsh. I'm sure he's, he's very proud of what she's doing. But um, how special could she be and what are the targets? Yeah, look, Stephen um, has done a remarkable job with her, and he's being recognised for that, you know, by by Chris mm-hmm. and uh, and well looked after. Look, and Marsh is a great friend, and it was a difficult thing to do, but you know, her performances in Australia, uh, I think, have have shown um, what she can do there. Look, she she had to be really good on Saturday. She was dropping back to fourteen hundred. We had to ride her out of her comfort zone uh, and ride her a bit more forward than she normally would be. So to overcome those things and at that level, she had to be very good, and she was. She was strong late. Um, she'll now go to the Epsom. 
which is a $1.5 million mile on the 2nd of October. She'll get in with only 50 kilos, so she'll be a real life chance in that. Um, and then that's sort of been the plan the whole way along. Post that, uh, four weeks later, you've got the Golden Eagle, which is a $7.5 million race for four-year-olds uh, at Rose Hill, wow. um, over 1500 And so she'll go... She, so that'll be the plan. It'll be the Epsom into the Golden Eagle. And that might have been just about do her, I think, for the, for the spring. But, um, look, she, she's won six of her last seven. Every time we ask her to step up and race against better horses, she beats them. So how how good she is, you know, we're yet to find out. We've got a couple of rungs of the ladder to climb to to take on the very best. But, you know, she'll be climbing one of those ladders next start. And the beauty is, Albert, in a, in, in a Sydney uh, spring, you, you know, she can handle the conditions. She doesn't mind a bit of sting out of the track, and she is versatile, as you say. You're teaching her to be versatile in these races, which is a huge bonus when you head into the Epsom, which was won by a Kiwi mare, Probable, last year. So we'd love to go back-to-back as a nation with our mares. Um, it's, a fan, it's a fantastic proposition you've got. And Arc de Triomphe back here in New Zealand. What kind of exciting fillies is this? She a guineas type, do you think? Yeah, look, she could be she could be a wee little superstar. She was um, on Saturday. You know, we thought we had the whole field covered. We weren't sure about synchronised because it was unbeaten, but she she sort of you know she's second rated them. She's got an amazing turn of foot and she pricked her ears on the line. And she's one as well. We don't know how good she is. We just got to keep stepping her up. And her next step will be the Barnswood Farm Group Three. That'll be tough, tougher. Um, but the you know the real test will come when she hits those Group One. Uh, the Group 1 fillies um, over Cup Week, you know, in the 1,000 guineas. And, look, she's also in the 2,000 guineas at the stage, and we, we haven't completely discounted not running her in that. So, it, it, you know, she she certainly improved lengths and lengths with her break from two to three, but she's got a big motor, um, and she's she's a complete professional. So she's she's going to go a long way. All right. All right, Albert. I'm um, hooked, mate. I'm hooked. I love horses now. I'm keen. I'm keen as go racing. Izzy Dag, can we do something? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, we can do something. And, you know, Izzy, the thing yeah. is, they all win like this all the time as well. <laughs> <laughs> I know, mate. I know. Yeah, it's easy. It's oh, an I'm easy game, kidding. isn't it, Albert? It's an, it's an easy game. Um, well, we'll get you out on this one, mate. Sticko, Stephen McKee steps away. You guys have had a great association. Would you like to leave a word for Stephen before he um, he was on Saturday with the Goodwill team and he's just done so much for racing in New Zealand, hasn't he? Yeah, look, he... Sticko, he's an absolute legend. Um, he's, he's one of the greatest trainers we've ever had. You know, I think he's one of only two trainers in the world to train two individual horses to win 10 Group 1s, Sunline and Mufasa. Sad that was really special for us. Um, Hasbro winning. Uh, Stephen McKee trained it. If it's his last winner for us or his last winner before he retires, it'll make it very, very special. He's, you know, he, he's a horseman that has such depth of knowledge you know, every time Sticko said to us, the horse is ready today, it won. Every single time. And there's not many people that can do that. So he's an absolute legend. And I know we won't be losing him completely to racing. I know he'll want to still be involved. Um, but it'll be sad not to have his name next to our horses in the race book. Yeah, bang on, mate. Hey, thanks so much for your time this morning, Albert. You'd shuffle a couple of things, but we appreciate it. It's great to celebrate your awesome success Cheers, on Saturday. And we'll catch no, up again soon. Ian, is he those, um, those ownership docs are on the paper for your next horse? <laughs> in the post. Yes, thank you, Albert. <laughs> Appreciate it, mate. Legend. Yeah, <laughs> there you Cheers, go. Boys. 
Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.